This is the best of the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley, where we select from our library of hundreds of past presentations. One of our goals is to connect with people who have wonderfully interesting stories, stories that inspire us to think about solutions to vexing problems in all sorts of ways. We hope you will find inspiration in what you hear today. 250 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent per year. That's about half of the emissions of all automobiles driven across the U.S. each year. So this is not a, by all means, a silver bullet approach, but it can produce a meaningful impact and not just carbon, but social impact, job creation, waste reduction, all those pieces. Welcome, everybody. This is the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. You have joined us for another week of finding interesting people who are making a difference in the lives of others and their communities locally, globally, and digitally. And you are doing so with our Rotary Club. Rotary is an organization of 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors around the world, all of whom are, are interested in this service above self thing that we use to organize our thinking about how to be useful in our communities and how to be helpful, how to help those in need, how to help those who need hope, all of these kinds of questions. And so for our club, we, we look for people who have these kind of innovative and interesting ways of addressing challenges. And today we've got with us Theo Hooker, and he is one of the co-founders. He's also the COO of Cambium Carbon. And I will now hand it over to Theo so that we can get the cool story about the work they are doing. Theo, thank you very much for joining us at the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. Rush, and thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here and share a little bit about what we're doing at Cambium Carbon. And I'll jump right in. So the theme today, giving wood waste a second life. What does that actually mean? If global shipping was a country, it would be the sixth largest greenhouse gas emitter. And now that just doesn't factor in wood. That factors in every piece of material object product that is shipped to get, you know, from a raw source extraction to a production facility to your home or to the shop in some capacity. We do a lot of that across the world. We ship a lot of things and we move a lot of goods. In particular, the wood supply chain is particularly inefficient. So trees are cut down in some forest and shipped to, to a usually another country, another place to be processed. Some of that can be in the same continent, like in North America, but then usually shipped to a place where there is cheaper labor or more affordable labor to be turned into goods and then shipped back to that original destination, like here in the US at least, and then sold as a final product. To put that into some more context, the US leads global furniture imports, $54 billion in 2020. 78% of US wood household furniture is imported. And 81% of that comes from China or Vietnam alone. So those are a lot of numbers, but the main fact there is we do a lot of importing of furniture. And that's, again, that's all types of furniture and wood makes up a, a portion of that. But we spend a lot of money moving a lot of goods to get to our homes here in the U.S. While that is all happening, right here in the U.S., 36 million trees fall in U.S. urban areas. So that's in cities, metro areas, just around cities, 
that is around 46 million tons of material. And, and not only do we spend money to plant those trees, maintain those trees, we also spend a lot of money getting rid of them. So overall, almost, almost a billion dollars of resources and value spent to, to move that material once it falls down. So as it stands right now, we have this big resource that is treated and viewed as a massive liability. It is a logistic problem. It is a resource problem. And because of that, a lot of it goes to waste. Those 36 million trees are either chipped and turned into wood chips or mulch or tossed into a landfill or in some cases burned because it's the easiest thing to do. And that's where the incentives are aligned for people to, to get rid of that material as quickly as possible. Just for context, this is a picture from a, a sort yard in Baltimore, Maryland, where we do a lot of our work. In this picture, we see logs between six inches and two feet in diameter piled on top of each other. If you have ever driven behind a logging truck, it looks like that, except there are a lot more logs. A link to the video is in the podcast notes. Let's return to Theo. They harness about 10% of the material that comes out of Baltimore City. And there are piles like this stretching for hundreds and hundreds of yards. So they're just accessing a small material. And there are sort yards like this around the country that are just sitting with wood. We have to do better. This material is not only wasted, but the, the production and the consumption system that we have built to move the environmental and social impacts of our production and consumption to developing countries and other parts of the world is not sustainable by any means of the imagination. So that's where cambium comes in. Wood reuse can be a massive solution to a number of different pieces, not only diverting waste, but creating local jobs and creating social, socially regenerative circular economies in cities. And on the tail end of our work is tree planting as well. So those 36 million trees that I just mentioned can turn into three to four billion board feet. Board foot is sort of the volumetric measurement of wood. So it's a one board foot is 12 inches wide. 12 inches long and one inch deep. That's a lot of material that we can use. You can imagine that your coffee table might have 10 to 15 board feet of wood in it, depending on its size. So there's a lot of viable material out there that can be used. So at Cambium, we are imagining and actively creating a local regenerative wood supply chain, or in fact, local regenerative wood supply chains, plural. And imagine that across the country, you could have the source of material, the production and processing of material, and the end use of that material all stay within one locality, one city, one municipality. And like I mentioned earlier, so 15% of all of our profits are reinvested back into local tree planting and maintenance. And that is only one aspect or another aspect of how we create this regenerative circular system in those areas. And so we work with arborists and tree service companies to remove that material, local sawmills and manufacturing operations to process that material, and then local buyers to implement, you know, architectural objects like flooring and ceilings, accent walls, furniture, you know, wooden tables, wooden, you know, you name it. We work basically in non-structural elements of buildings. And how are we doing that? Carbon smart wood, 
carbon smart wood is the the brand and the material class that we are building this around and that diverts waste creates jobs and plants trees and the carbon smart wood and all of that is tracked through our internal inventory platform so we have that proof and chain of custody behind all that how are we scaling that across the country so the carbon smart wood challenge is a way to connect each player in this sort of system and network that all touch urban wood in some capacity. So we work with cities to figure out how we can create wood reuse systems. What are the, what are the, what's the necessary infrastructure? What's the job training and curriculum needed? We work with companies to bring them in and understand how they can use this material integrated into their, into their supply chain. And then we work with the local suppliers to build the network, build the operations and the infrastructure necessary to harness that material and actually turn it into a scalable material alternative for those companies. Just highlighting that impact alone and 250 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent per year may not mean much to some folks. That's about half of the emissions of all automobiles driven across the U.S. each year. So this is not a, by all means, a silver bullet approach, but it can produce a, a meaningful impact and not just carbon, but some of those other holistic elements that I mentioned, social impacts, job creation, waste reduction, all those pieces. And how do we measure that impact? First is the carbon storage in those wood products. So when that tree falls down, it is holding carbon. It is sequestering carbon. As that decays or is off-gassing in a landfill, that carbon is released into the atmosphere. Or when it is turned into mulch and decomposes, part of that goes into the atmosphere. So locking that in a solid wood product is a form of carbon storage and slowing the carbon cycle. Next is the avoided transportation emission. So instead of transporting material from one forest to a production facility and across the other side of the world and then transporting it back, we shorten those supply chains. And then the third piece is that tree planting. So we estimate how many, based on the product size and the project, we can plant a certain number of trees. And those trees have a certain lifetime value of carbon that we hope we invest in the, the maintenance, the planting, et cetera, to make that possible. And I'll finish with our friendly friend, the, the Lorax. If, if we're not fighting for the trees, who will? And that's sort of the ethos behind what we're doing at Cambium to create a, a local regenerative alternative to the way of life and current systems we have in place today. But thanks so much and excited to jump in with some questions. Cool, Theo. Thank you very much. I love the the... In innovation alongside a particular focus as Rotary has seven areas of focus. It used to be six, but then they added protecting the environment in this. It's right. actually, it's, it's upon that and several others of, of those areas as well. We'll wind things down, everybody. Thank you very much for, for joining us. So in, in a minute, I'll hand it back to you for a final word, but, but let's, uh, let's do the standard wind down. We thank you for joining us and for helping us share the stories of those who seek to improve their communities locally, globally, and digitally. We are part of Rotary International, 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors in tens of thousands of clubs around the world. Our club is both online and always available, so you can attend one of our meetings at any time by choosing the link on our homepage, which you can find at rotary.cool. In our meetings archive, you can find the full recordings, including the Q&A between the speakers and participating members and guests. If you are interested in joining Rotary, are a former Rotarian looking to get back into the organization? or simply interested in how you might make a difference in the lives of others, take a look at the join page on our site or at rotary.org.
You can also find these links in the podcast show notes. So with that, as we always like to do, we hand it back to our speaker for the final word. So Theo, let me pass the mic back to you. What, what would you like people to be thinking about as they step away from this recording? Started the, the presentation with the, the view into to shipping and sort of how, you know, taking a look at how we are a part of this sort of interconnected world uh, and spent a lot of time talking about Cambium and what we're doing. I'd like to close with a little, little bit about my own interest and passion and how this aligns with with, with what we're doing at Cambium in, in so many ways. And I think to, to build a more sustainable, more just world, we really have to think on a holistic level and look at these systems as, as an interconnected web, not just isolating and trying to ana analyze one or the other. And what gets me really excited about Cambium and what we're doing is the potential to change how people view products they interact with, things they buy, what they consume, our sense of place and how we connect with the world around us in our, in our local environment. You know, the, the thing, the trees that sit outside our homes, what happens to them when they, when they fall down and where they go and adding a little bit of awareness and intention, even in my own life through this work. And I think that to a big part of this, you know, addressing the climate crisis, which is certainly what I view as one of my goals in life to to reduce our consumption. What is, what is truly necessary? What is, what is both good for people and good for the planet? And believe that, that what we're doing at Cambium is, is something really exciting and would love at the very least to, to take a walk around your neighborhood, look at a tree, learn, learn the species where it came from, the history there. I think it's, it can be an amazing thing to, to take a moment to, to look outside your back, back window and, and connect with, with a little bit of nature. So thanks so much for having me. And it's, it's been a pleasure. All right. Well, and a great story to finish with. Everyone, we will see you next week. That was from our club meeting, the week of April 3rd, 2023.